How can you maximize your time? How can you create a routine that slays your business goals and gets everything done and keeps your head on straight in crazy 2021? Well, in this episode, I'm going to give you a five-step plan and listen up as well because there is a free gift. So check out the show notes and enjoy this episode of the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. Welcome, I'm Lucy Orton. If you haven't listened in before, I am a certified positive psychology coach and a success and transformation coach and I'm an expert in defeating those self-sabotaging mindset gremlins that hold you back and that prevent you in particular from skyrocketing your business and really taking your mission, your impact and your legacy into orbit because I know that's why you chose the purpose-led journey that you're on. I know that's why you were brave enough to make the decision to issue the more standard path of job and career and corporate ladder. I know that you have a huge why. And this podcast series, if you haven't listened in before, is filled with mindset tips and hacks and insights to encourage you create new possibilities in your own mind and to really push you forward with your mindset and your business goals. So today's episode comes to you in January 2021 and we are still in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic. So I wanted to focus on something quite practical today but also very very much interlaced with the mindset focus that I always want to come to you with and that is about how to create a pandemic friendly or even better a pandemic thriving daily routine for yourself and to keep your business going in these most difficult of times and I am with you on the challenges you know I've talked about this in episodes before I am also in the same storm you know we're all in different boats but In my boat, I have three children who I'm homeschooling. I have a husband who is a fantastic key working deputy head teacher here in the UK. And life is crazy. Life is busy. And we are definitely very much still buckled into the Corona Coaster. But in today's episode, I want to give you some practical tips, some mindset insights and some guidance really on how you can keep your business hopes and dreams and your business progress on the front burner so that you don't feel like this is completely unachievable. You can actually still make progress each and every day. And I have a couple of bonuses as part of this episode, which makes it quite exciting. So the conversation that we're going to be having today is also encapsulated in a free guide that I offer and have been offering for a little while, but have just updated it for this year, for the new year, 2021. So if you click in the show notes, you'll be able to 
download the Slay Your Business Goals daily routine guide, which is completely free. And you'll be able to have something like an ongoing way of engaging with this kind of routine and remembering the parts of it that are so crucial. And I hope you find that guide really, really helpful. And that this episode brings the guide to life. I'll be adding in some extra discussions as well that are not in the guide. So they really complement each other. And I hope you enjoy it. If you listen to today's episode and think, I need to talk to Lucy about that, I need to talk to her about that element of my mindset, that element of my routine, then do also look in the show notes because you can click on to apply for a clarity call with me by going to calendly.com forward slash Lucy Orton, or you'll find that in the show notes as well. And we can have a discussion about how I can help you challenge and change your mindset and your outlook, and in doing so, free up that headspace so that you can really progress your business and have fantastic success in terms of reaching your important and purpose-led business goals. And I think it's really important to start today's episode with a congratulations because you're still here. You are still planning and working on and embracing the possibilities that your fantastic purpose-led business can offer. You are here, you're all in, you're rolling up your sleeves and you're staying in the arena at this most difficult of times. So I just want to say well done to you for that because it fills my heart when I know that there are purpose-led, impact-driven women entrepreneurs out there really, really pushing themselves forward despite so many other challenges. I know how much your business means to you and I also know what an impact that business can make on the world. So I'm here for you. I want to make 2021 the year that you planned it to be, the year that your business becomes this impactful, high-earning reality when you finally feel like you can be that empowered CEO, when you can step into those shoes of the business owner who is on the ball, who is getting stuff done, and most importantly, is creating impact in the world. But you need to invest the time and the headspace and the thought processes in how you are going to keep yourself going in these challenging times. How are you going to keep your energy levels up? How are you going to keep your optimism up? And my hope is that this routine and this podcast all about the routine that you can create really serves to inspire you that you have this and that there is a way through even in the most difficult and sometimes the darkest times. So to begin today's podcast episode, I want to talk about what is a power routine? What does it look like? And like so many conversations that I have as a coach and in coaching, those questions depend so much on the person who is in front of me or in the case of this podcast, who is listening in. And the biggest questions that you can ask yourself around your daily routine are highly personal. When can you fit your business in? When is that going to work with your energy? When are you most creative? When are you less encumbered by the other elements of modern life? People will say to me, should I work on my business at the beginning of the day or after the homeschooling has all been tied up? Or should I work on my business development after I'm done seeing clients and doing the work? Or again, should I put that at front and centre and do that before I start anything else? 
Well, again, with all these questions, you have to go to that place inside you where you know so many of these answers. One of the beauties of the coaching that I do is that very, very often my clients absolutely have the answers. They just need a little bit of support and handholding to dig around and find them with the right questions. And something else to really bear in mind, one of the main things you want to prevent is burnout right now. So asking yourself the question of how you're going to fit things in without burning out and what insurance you can put in place to prevent that sense of burnout during this pandemic time is fundamental. So questioning where you're going to put your self-care, and I've talked about this before in previous podcasts, making that a priority, time blocking out time for rest, early nights, reading, running, yoga, All of those things are going to make you more productive. So that should always be front and center when you're creating any kind of routine or when you're working through any goals to do with your business because your business is nothing without you at the helm. And so you have to look after yourself. Denise Duffield uh, Thomas, Thomas or Thompson, she always talks about being the show pony. And that has always stuck with me because it very much is how I run my business. I am the front person. I am the one who needs to be there. And yes, I can get help with various tasks and jobs and more on that later. But I need to look after myself if my business is to thrive and grow and function. That has to be the fundamental consideration. And also just remembering that bespokeness and you know what your specific situation and your specific constraints are right now. Now, there is a really excellent business book called The One Thing, which I've referenced before. And they talk about spending four hours every day working on tasks that particularly and specifically progress your business. That is a laudable aim, but I recognize that these are extra challenging times and some days that will simply not be possible. So I think giving yourself credit for what you can manage to do and when you are able to dig into those really, truly impactful tasks that simultaneously push your mission forwards, give you that strong sense of purpose and create actual successful business outcomes for your own life and your wanted lifestyle. So as I said, your day has to work for you. And even when your business day, in inverted commas, may only be just a few hours, making sure that they count is even more important. So ask yourself again, some other questions, like I already mentioned about your energy levels, but also where are the gaps? Where are the lulls? Where can you fit in some extra work without leading yourself into a burnout situation? And what does your current schedule allow? And how might that change? You know, maybe being prepared for changes. So for some people I know in the States, they are have their kids in school, but they know that soon they may be returning to homeschooling. So with that kind of thing in mind, having one eye on a flexible schedule can be really helpful, especially for parents right now. And another thing I think is important to bear in mind, especially in these kind of times when we're under so many other constraints, is are there tasks to do with your business that don't require active doing and where you can be thinking about your business in the background whilst you're doing something else? 
Just as a little anecdote, I have spent some time over the pandemic, over what feels like a few years, but I guess it all started last March, doing some mindful colouring with my children, doing some jigsaw making and some other kind of craft activities. I'm painting a very idyllic picture here. It's not always like that in a house with a 10-year-old, a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. But whilst I've been doing those activities, I've sometimes had some of my best ideas and I've had to quickly grab a piece of paper or my phone and note down an idea for a social media post, an idea for a client that I want to get some feedback on and see how how it lands with them or an idea for a podcast episode. So I think it's okay also to recognize that while some of the work that you do in a day won't look like traditional work for your business, it's all adding to the pot. It's all increasing your progress and it's giving you sometimes that different headspace that can lead to fantastic ideas. So bearing in mind times when you could maybe be percolating, thinking about something and letting an idea settle can be really helpful because it can make you feel empowered when times are trickier and when your hours do not feel fully your own. Now, I know a lot of what I'm talking about here about the constraints are relevant for parents, but I know as well that there are listeners here who are still in full-time jobs or who have uh, very demanding daily tasks connected to their business and don't have very much time to actually grow their business. So for everyone who is in this kind of situation and also managing the other elements of the pandemic, this still applies. Finding that time to think can actually be a real gift. So instead of railing against the unfairness of being so busy and having to sometimes spend our time doing activities that don't feel so directly like work, we can actually choose to embrace them. And another example I can give you, I think I've mentioned it on a previous episode, is that I am tweaking my self-care, which is always connected to walks in nature, to include my family. And every day when I'm solo homeschooling and my husband is teaching, I am committing to an hour and a half walk in the countryside each and every day whilst we are allowed. I don't know if this is going to carry on, but I hope it will. And this is part of a wider target and goal my family has set, which is 1,000 hours outside. And in January, that can be a little bit less appealing to go out in the countryside every day in the mud and the rain. And it's definitely increasing my laundry load. But I'm finding that to be, again, another moment when I'm paying attention to the children and I'm taking them to do something which is nurturing for their physical health and for their mental energy and their mental health. But also I'm having some interesting ideas and I'm having a little bit of space away from my desk and away from the constant feeling of juggle. So again, that's just another example of how we can sometimes find those spaces in our day that are unexpectedly helpful to us as business owners. As I mentioned, there is a guide to go along with this podcast episode, which you can download, but I'm going to go into as much of it as I can today without being able to cover all of it. So please do remember to go into the show notes and download the guide in order to get the extra goodness because you say exactly on script when I'm doing my podcast episodes because I get a bit excited and I go off on a small tangent. 
But in the guide and in today's episode, I'm going to talk about step one of any daily routine that you create. And that is give yourself the gift of five minutes of self-kindness and specifically do this by affirmations. So this is a way of looking after yourself, starting the day with self-kindness, self-compassion and just easing yourself into another day on the corona coaster. And this is powerful for a number of reasons. So when we engage in self-kindness affirmations, we are able to effectively and quickly silence that alternative voice that can sometimes be the real inner critic. So when we start our day with self-kindness and with affirmations specifically, we remind ourselves of our mission, our progress so far, and your worth. And this is a really wonderful way to start the day and to get you in the correct mindset to really progress even under difficult and challenging circumstances. Affirmations also act as a form of fast-acting self-care in a busy schedule. It's something that you can still fit into your day and it might have to replace for a while things like leisurely bubble baths or reading novel after novel in the working week because I know that for so many of my listeners, their work has changed and they are now running their businesses in the early hours, in the evenings and in the weekends. So you know, work might have replaced some of your old self-care habits. So keeping the affirmations as a constant is a really effective way to bring some self-love into your day and wherever possible habit stack. So if you're already going for a run, maybe give yourself five minutes before you start that run to run through some affirmations and to really piggyback onto the good habit that you have already instilled despite what's going on in the world. Affirmations also keep you positive when circumstances dictate a change of direction and that is absolutely where we are now. We are living in the most unprecedented times. So wherever you can be consistent with your self-love and your self-care and your self-kindness, you are going to help yourself cope with that uncertainty and you're going to keep yourself on track and also increase your ability to adapt and be flexible. So it's a win-win for everyone and for all aspects of your life, not just your business. And another reason behind affirmations and why they are so powerful is that, as I've talked about before, human minds do skew negative. So prioritizing affirmations and positive self-talk at the start of each day is really powerful. And, you know, it combats some of that negative skew. And this can be particularly resonant right now when we put on the radio and we hear so much negativity. And as I've said as well in the past, I'm not denying that that negative stuff is out there and is happening. It absolutely sadly is. But when we can also feed our brains with some positive self-love, we will find that we feel better and more capable to face the day. And creative, successful, purpose-led people use positive self-talk to help themselves. So whenever you're able to sit down and focus on your mission and your business, you're going to find that that is time well spent and will bring you success faster. And it really is a false economy to scrimp on this kind of thing because it's so protective in terms of how the rest of your day and your routine runs. 
In the guide, I've given you some examples of self-kindness affirmations, but the very best self-kindness affirmation is one that you choose yourself. And I've also created some space for you in the workbook or the guide rather, where you can fill in your own ideas. So this guide is very printable. You can have a work through it in a quiet moment and really set yourself up with your own bespoke, amazing daily routine that's going to really help you both in practical terms and in coping strategies, emotional terms, and keeping that mindset tip top. After step one, which had that real self-kindness focus, I want us to move on to step two, which is really practical. And it is, what can I delegate today? So when you're looking at your day, and I use the bunny ears, the inverted commas for that, and thinking, what do I want to achieve in this chunk of time I'm designating as my working hours today? First of all, asking what can I delegate can be really powerful because you are absolutely in your zone of genius doing certain things and there are many other elements of your business that you can delegate, that you can hand off, that you can pass to someone else. Now, a small caveat here, and I will go into this in a future podcast episode and also keep your eyes peeled because I'm going to be talking about this in a masterclass, which is coming soon, a brand new masterclass and I'm really excited about it. And I will be talking about that more in the next podcast episode. But the caveat is this, I am the kind of coach who is super interested in strengths and not really interested so much in developing weaknesses or taking things that you really hate and making those into something that you're just okay or quite good at. That's something I've talked about before. However, the caveat is that there are some elements of business and of life that need to be done. And so, for example, if you were to come to me and say, I really struggle with being visible, that I think it's a weakness. I would say visibility itself is not a weakness. And you can absolutely run your strengths through something you find difficult but need to do. So what I'm talking about in terms of delegation is not that fundamental crux of who you are as a female entrepreneur where you have to show up and you have to be visible, public speak and all those other good things. But it's about remembering that your focus wherever possible should be on your strengths and that Conversely, where there are tasks that you don't need your input, they don't need the show pony, they don't need the touch of the founder to make them work, it is well worth delegating. So there are many ways that you can delegate. There are many different uh, people out there who will be happy to take work off you. And wherever you can do that, it's so powerful in terms of progressing your business and also in terms of keeping sane in these crazy times. Like we really cannot wear all the hats in 2021 and we need to be in a position where we let go of some of those responsibilities. And I think some of this can come down to mindset it can be really difficult to ask for help. And especially if you have any perfectionist qualities and also if you have any feeling of imposter syndrome, you can sometimes have that sense that if I need to ask for help, does that mean I'm failing? And I would say absolutely not in no walk of life. Is that the case? Is that true? But specifically as a business owner, it is the opposite of true. It will hold you back if you are unable to delegate and you are unable to build that team of 
other experts that go alongside your own expertise. So step two is really about thinking about those strengths that you have and wondering where the gaps lie and you can delegate some of your workload away. And again, in the guide, I have included a really useful plan for how you can choose what it is you're going to delegate today and really get moving on that so that you actually take action and give yourself that space to be the leader, be the founder, be the head of your business and not the person trying to do everything at once. Moving on next to step three. And this is going to really help you in terms of this guide all about slaying your business goals. This is maybe the most productivity focused. And that's because we've done the foundational pieces of recognizing that we need to be kind, recognizing that you need to take some stuff off your plate. And at that point, you can see what it is you're left with. So step three in the guide is all about eating that frog which is also known as stopping faffing and getting it done, getting the job done, the biggest job of the day and why that is so important. So when we think about the biggest and most important task and we go to tackle that first, we can really improve our progression in our business and our productivity and as well our mindset because you know you're on the right track. And often at the beginning of the day, if I were to ask you, what is the one thing that you need to get on today that you need to finish or make significant progress on? You know what it is. You know what you should be doing and you know what you you shouldn't be doing. You usually have a good guide in your head of what that most urgent task is. And as Mark Twain pointed out, this is directly from him, this eating the frog idea. He said, if it's your job to eat a frog, it's best to do it first thing in the morning. And if it's your job to eat two frogs, it's best to eat the biggest one first. So really, when you think about it like that, think about your biggest goal, write it down and then break it into the smaller goals that you can start work on straight away. Be realistic. Don't expect that you're going to get a load of things done in a short period of time, but also bite the bullet and just get started. No faffing, no procrastination, no perfectionism. You know, start that frog and bite it one chunk at a time. And I hope there are no vegans listening. And I am actually a new vegetarian, Um, but I do hope I haven't offended any vegans or vegetarians listening in because of that slightly horrific image of eating a frog. I hadn't really thought about it like that until now, so I do hope that hasn't upset anyone. No frogs have been harmed in the making of this podcast. And again, in the guide, you'll find some brilliant resources throughout the guide. But on this page, there is going to be a just do it plan, which you can fill in about the big frog that you need to work on. Uh, let's let's be more neutral now. Um, that frog you're going to eat or you're going to not avoid eating. Um, so I hope you enjoy that plan that is inside the guide. So step four in my routine guide for you is one of my favorite steps. It's bringing in the idea of a non-negotiable golden hour and the power of a deadline and a burst of focus. It really might sound like a huge ask right now. You might already be getting ready to pause my podcast and throw your phone out of the window thinking, how am I going to have a golden hour in the current situation? And I really do hear you. I know that the juggle is constant, that sometimes your head can feel like it's about to explode with the 
level of multitasking. And if you've listened to all of my podcasts, you'll know that I'm not a massive fan of multitasking because the evidence suggests it doesn't really work. But, you know, we are where we are. And it makes it even more important to try your hardest to have that daily focused golden hour because it can pay massive dividends. It gives you that space, that headspace to percolate and develop big ideas. It can really help you remember your why and stay on track with your mission. And as I said, it can be a respite, in fact, from the multitasking nature of the rest of the day. I have actually instigated a golden hour in my day with my children, even during the time when they are with me and we are, in inverted commas, homeschooling. I have said to them, mummy needs a golden hour now. And they go off, they set an Alexa timer for 60 minutes and they do whatever they like without their screens, usually playing. And the reward for that is that afterwards they can have some screen time. So I'm finding ways of squeezing it in. I also sometimes have a second or a third golden hour at different times of the day and on different days of the week I'll add extra ones in and I really love that this is that opportunity to reaffirm your commitment to your business each and every day because it will keep your head straight it will keep your productivity levels rising and it will progress both your business and your mindset because you'll know that you are on it in so far as you are able within the constraints. I have offered in the guide a checklist, but I'll run through some of the ideas in that checklist now. And these are worth considering in terms of how you fit your golden hour into your daily routine. So choose the hour that best suits you. You know, it it has to be something that works for you. For some people, that is 5 to 6 a.m. That is not me. I am not that person. I very much um, honour and, you know, appreciate the people that can do that. But I know that for me, I'm more of a night owl. And if I was absolutely hard pushed, I would rather work from 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. than 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. But you may well be the absolute opposite of me. So if you're not sure when your best time to fit this golden hour is, then you can always experiment. You can try out different things, give it a week, see if it works, and then shift and change. And also, as events happen, you can always adapt again. Similarly, choose the best workspace available to you within the constraints of your family and your life and working from home and all of those things. It might not be that you have a specific office space right now. I know many of my business owning peers are, you know, working in their lounge now. They're no longer able to go to their office or the office that they did have at home, the small space that they had at home to work has been divided into a working space for two people. So find the space that is best within your home and for the time of day. I know people who get up early in the morning, as I just said, and who will sit on their kitchen in their kitchen table reveling in the silence looking out into the garden and they will get their golden hour done before the house rises similarly if I'm working in the evenings, which I try to avoid in general, and I actually find that sometimes I work better out of my office and snuggled up under a blanket on the sofa. Now, I also think for your golden hour, in terms of practicalities, it's really good to pre-plan with one task for this golden hour. So you can use the just do it plan that I said is in the step three of the guide. And another element which is really crucial 
is to keep your phone out of sight, on silent and out of reach for that golden hour. And I find this super helpful. If I can't physically see my phone, I become disentangled from it as an extension of my body and I'm able to focus and not get that temptation to check in with my emails to see if I've heard back from a client or a new prospect. So please do consider getting rid of your phone for the golden hour and really setting that time aside so that you can be intentional and single-minded about your business and your work. Another thing I always suggest to do is to give yourself a big glass of water before you start your hour and to have a trip to the toilet. (laughs) So just so that you can get rid of all of those procrastinating type activities that might creep in because you want your golden hour to be protected. And in doing that, you're going to show again that level of dedication to your mission and to where you want to achieve. I also recommend timers. I am obsessed with timers at the moment. I use them for everything from bringing the chickens in from the garden. Yep, really. To, I mean, they don't come in the house, bringing the chickens into their coop from the extended area that they're allowed to roam in during the day. To creating two short timers or alarms in succession to remind me that this one is for Zoom class for one of my children. And this one is to remind me to get on that client call and not get distracted by responding to emails or doing social media. So I absolutely love timers and alarms and Alexa is my hands-free friend right now. Another reason I love timers is you have no excuse to look at the clock. You can just get in the zone and in flow without that need to clock watch. And I think, again, in these crazy times, sometimes we can feel like we're always on the clock. And yes, by giving yourself a 60 minute golden hour, you are on the clock. But when we remove that need to constantly check in in the outside world, we can really get into that state of motivation and flow. And preferably your gold now should be as alone as possible. And I know, again, that this can be sometimes too tricky, but if possible, a separate area of the house, a sleeping house, um, some people, other housemates or children or partners gone out for their daily walk. You know, those conditions can really improve how you feel about this hour and how much valuable thinking and headspace and action taking you can get done. Now, I have given you some really practical tips. The last couple of steps were very practical and productivity focused. But step five, I want to really bring you back to mindset. And step five is all about making a micro moment in your day for your business besties, because even in these times, and especially in these times, your inner circle and that sense of connection, compassion and understanding from others really matters, even when you have so much to do and times feel hectic and strange. I love the Jim Rohn quote, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And I think this quote, is just as true and perhaps more true when you're a solopreneur juggling an unpredictable 2021, even if you're not physically seeing those five people that influence you and that are important to you. And I will be returning to the subject of the inner circle in future episodes of the podcast. I think it's absolutely crucial. And I'll also be doing a podcast episode very soon with my own business bestie. I'm about to record that in the next couple of weeks. And we will be talking about our journey together 
in support of each other and our business dreams. But when you're in the throes of your business transformation and you are leveling up, you absolutely need time to interact with those who get your mission and who will build you up and champion you every day. So no matter how busy you are, find a micro moment in your day and maybe a longer moment in your week or the month to check in with someone who knows, who gets it and who cares and really does cheer you on. So whether that's a coach or whether that's a friend who is in a similar business or someone, a colleague that understands and gets what you're doing. One of my clients at the moment told me about a group of peers that she's pulled together to have, I think it's weekly, um, chats and support sessions really, so that they can feel they have that camaraderie that is missing at the moment for all of us. And that has always been missing to a certain extent when you are a solopreneur or when you're beginning your purpose-led business. You have haven't necessarily got that permanent team around you. And I love that idea that my client did because it really will bolster and support each of those women as they continue with their own goals and have that sounding board and that support network really to check in with. And sometimes it might just be a WhatsApp message or it might be um, some kind of funny supportive Uh, meme or some kind of shared experience that you can have that doesn't have to take forever and that doesn't have to be anywhere near the detriment of getting your work done. So I highly recommend that these gems can absolutely help and shape your day for the positive. And so if you get that inner circle right, will also help you progress your business because the feedback and the ideas and the bouncing off that you will find with such a great circle will be absolutely beneficial for the long-term progress of what you're trying to achieve in your work. So that brings me to the end of my guide to slaying your business goals despite what's happening with the pandemic and a five-step plan to help you do that and help you on your way with creating your very own routine that is powerful and that is sustainable as well in terms of what we are all going through right now. I really hope it's been helpful and I also hope that if you feel you're lacking in that inner circle and in that business bestie area then that you get in touch and we maybe set up a chat if it seems like you're suitable for my programs to see how we might work together and how you can get that champion really in your corner during these most testing of times but during times that are also absolutely possible to make fantastic strides in your business in your mindset and in your life so do click on the link again calendly.com forward slash lucy orton if you'd like to set up a call and also do remember two more things the first is that you can absolutely download this guide again the link is in the show notes and keep your eyes peeled finally for my masterclass which is coming soon and is going to be absolutely brilliant I'll be talking about it this week a bit on social media and then in next week's podcast I'll explain in a little more detail exactly what I'm going to be covering and I hope that you will join me and come along for the ride it will be fantastic to have you there. When I run these masterclasses, just to let you know, I don't allow huge amounts of people to come to them. They're quite intimate affairs. So do snap up a ticket when I release them. And as I said, that will be coming shortly. Keep an eye on my LinkedIn and my Instagram for more details because I wouldn't want you to miss out. And I'd love to have you there and have a really good chat about these mindset shifts that I'm going to be discussing.
So until then, and until next week and next week's podcast episode for the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast, I will let you go. I wish you a fantastic week. I'd love to hear how you find implementing this daily routine. And as ever, if you're ever able to leave me an Apple podcast review, I am eternally grateful because it really helps me get out further and gets me impacting and assisting more female purpose-led entrepreneurs like yourself. Thank you so much for listening and chat again very soon. Bye for now.